12 minutes left. Let's um, just look at a little word to help us along the way, perhaps, and uh, help us as we seek to re, uh, fill the Lord's request to occupy until I come. We look forward. What a blessed truth. We look forward to his coming to take us away. Just um, like to look in uh, First Chronicles 4. First Chronicles uh, 4 is, uh, and again, Chronicles is kind of the spiritual side of kings. First Chronicles 4 is a long list of people who begat other people. There was a lot of begetting and begotten there. But when we get to verse 9 uh, and 10, God brings out some thoughts about one of these individuals. And it reads like this. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, which means causing pain, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him he requested. Well, um, there's a faithful man who God acknowledges as more honorable than his brothers. What a blessing. What a blessing uh, for God to see that, know that, and call attention to it. And all these generations later, we hear about it. So he was more honorable than all of those. So we look at the prayer of Jabez, and I thought, what what spiritual lesson is there for me in this? How can I apply it to my life? And uh, he makes four requests here that we could pray for and that God would love to uh, answer favorably. The first one is, he says, bless me indeed. And we might pray for blessings on our children or our parents or our siblings or loved ones or pray for blessings on our uh, fellow uh, believers that we know and love and fellowship with. Uh, but he says, bless me. Bless me indeed. And um, we could pray that, that God would bless us. And how, I think, you know, that's kind of general. Oh, God bless so-and-so. Well, he might like to know what we have in mind when we say that. So if I say, bless me indeed, Perhaps I could think of a few things that I could ask him specifically to bless me in. Uh, bless me, Father, with a knowledge of yourself. We know that the knowledge uh, of God, the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom. So we want to grow in knowledge of himself. And he would love to reveal himself to us. Bless me with the, uh, the fruit, uh, help me to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Bless me in that way, that I be a spiritual man and show forth the love of Christ in that way. Um, now, probably he was, he was praying, no doubt he was praying for more land. He wanted the inheritance the Lord had given him to be increased, and he could be more effective. He could uh, perhaps expand his farms, his animals, whatever he had. And I could pray that. I could pray that God would prosper me. Interesting thing is the first time this scripture was brought to my attention, 
There was a book released about 20 years ago and it was suggested we all read it, but it was in a business sense. And it was about God giving me increase financially. But I think the lesson for us is that God give us uh, increase spiritually. If we pray for increase financially, temporally, we want to remember what it says in uh, Proverbs 30, verse 8, Give me neither poverty nor riches, lest I be self-sufficient and forget God, or be reduced to stealing. A good exercise for us is to be content. Uh, contentment and uh, godliness. Thank God, God he's given up. And I, I don't mean for this to be a, you know, a, 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 what's the word, a regional thing that we have a lot, lot in this country. The poorest among us are rich by world standards. Uh, we, it's good to have enough, brothers and sisters. Well, that was his first request, bless me indeed, and we could ask the Father to bless us in these ways. And then he says, the second one, enlarge my territory, and no doubt he had his land in mind. Spiritually for us, let's ask the Father to enlarge our opportunities to serve him, uh, his people, serve his people, the lost, the hurting, my, increase my, my circle of influence for him. And you know, you could... Uh, you could carry a few tracts in your pocket. That might be one place where he would enlarge your territory of influence. And they have wonderful tracts of grace and truth. And if you're seeing the screen, this is a good one, right? Oh, it's back, comes up backwards. It says, good news for today. And we give that to some people. We say, here's some good news. And you know what they say? Oh, I could use some good news. It's going to come up backwards. Uh, I could use some good news. They take it and they read it. Uh, or uh, here's, a, here's a good one. You can just hand somebody how to get to heaven from here. Well, I'd like to know that probably. And we have another. These come from uh, Grace and Truth, and they're dirt cheap, a few dollars. They'll even give them to you free if you don't have the money. Seven things that will not get you to heaven. Going to church, being baptized, keeping the commandments, performing religious duties, doing good works, going to confession, having good morals. And on the back, it tells you the things that will get you to heaven. And what we figured is that even if people won't read the whole thing, they're going to get that really fast. I mean, you can scan that in a second, and you know what it says, so God could use that to exercise. So God might increase your uh, enlarge your territory in witnessing through the printed page or through a word. Uh, we might find that we can speak to someone and ask God to help us with that. Dr. I think his name was Wilson, Morton Wilson. And uh, years ago, and he would pray that every day he said he, he prayed that God summoned to him that he could lead to the Lord. And many were saved in his ministry. And maybe God could teach me how to turn a conversation or a situation to a word to witness for him. He gives an illustration. He once was going to the uh, cemetery for a funeral, and he was in the vehicle that carried the body. So he just said to the driver, what do you think God meant when he said, let the dead bury their own dead? And the man said, he never said that, Jesus. He never said that. He said, yes, he did. He proved it to him. He said, well, uh, I went out to the cemetery with two dead men and I came back with one live one. So we can look for opportunities, ask God to enlarge my territory to share the gospel with the lost, the hurting, uh, his people who are hurting, and God gives us finances to help them. 
whatever my circle of influence is, God enlarge my territory, my circle of influence for you. And that was what he prayed for his territory to be enlarged. His third prayer was that your hand would be with me. And we could pray that, that as we do these things, God would give us success. We could pray that he'll bless the work he gave us to do, whatever that work may be. And Ephesians 2.10 says he, he prepared works in advance, good works in advance for us to carry out. So pray for God's guidance in whatever he would give us to do and that his hand might be with us. We want success as the Lord measures success in our Sunday school classes, in our ministry, in our, in our uh, witnessing for him. So the fourth thing he prayed for was uh, keep me from evil or from harm, the uh, RSV says. Uh, that's an interesting one because there's some disagreement. The New King James says, uh, keep me from evil so I won't cause pain because his name means causing pain. But most translations uh, say it, uh, keep me from evil that I won't cause pain. That I, that I, I'm sorry, this says keep me from evil, may not cause pain. Most of them say that I won't receive pain. Pray that we, God will keep us from evil, that it won't cause us grief and pain. And that's different than a, a hardship that comes on us. This is about evil. Our evil enemy goes about in the world seeking to devour people and to destroy the work of the Lord. And we could certainly pray that God would keep me from evil, that anything, any evil that uh, would come against me might be deflected by the Lord himself. And so um, uh, as far as causing pain or being in pain, Brother Lawrence, a saint who lived 300 years ago, was one of the Lord's people, said uh, he prayed that he was in pain all the time. He didn't pray that God would relieve his pain. He prayed that God would give him uh, patience to bear what he permitted as long as he permits it. But I don't think this, uh, just, just a by the way to encourage us if you hurt. Some of us at our age hurt. But it's about keeping me from evil that I won't pain won't come against, evil won't come against me and create uh, the enemy's desires against me. We certainly can pray for that. So to summarize, as our <clears throat> beloved brother Vesali would have said, uh, he prayed for blessing for himself, which would spill over into his family and his surrounding people. He prayed for an enlarging of his territory. We want our opportunities for the Lord to increase. He prayed that God's hand would be with him. We want the spirit to bless that which we do for him and to keep us from evil, causing evil or receiving evil. And the last statement is God granted him what he requested. And that's what we desire, isn't it? How could God not grant us a request like this, if it's not about just enriching ourselves with more territory and more comfort, but rather in order to serve the Lord with a whole heart. And 
God granted him what he requested. May we have this in mind, and may God grant us what we request for his namesake. Amen. 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 Amen.